adolescence is awkward, if not downright painful. What an ambush of physical, emotional, and social change. You could get walloped with the exhilaration of new love, a heady political argument with your parents, and some peer pressure to play hooky, the wonder of a falling star, and a hideous zit on your nose all in one day. Looking good, athletic prowess, and membership in the right click feel urgent. Those teen friendships, rejections, failures, and successes have such a profound impact on self-concept that, in a way, no one ever leaves high school entirely behind. Pierce of Mind Podcast presents Before I Go, The Adolescent Years, with your host, Matt Pierce. All right, so here we're back for this latest episode. Uh, this will be episode number three we're recording. Um, hot, hot, hot intro by Kyle, I think. Our new voiceover guy. Yeah, so professional. I mean, awesome. that guy makes me mad how talented he is sometimes. Yeah, he's kind of perfect. Gosh, I wish I was Kyle. Not really. I mean, look at all this. Anyways, so we're back. Hot intro from Kyle. Uh, I got to tell you something about this podcast so far. A, it's probably been one of the funnest things I've ever done. Mostly because it's about me. So selfish, Matt, you know, that selfish part of me, that narcissistic version comes out a little bit. But no, like I've had at least two people contact me who I haven't talked to in five plus years to A, show some support for the podcast, but also, you know, support with everything going on. Uh, And so that was like a, that's been like a real cool bonus that's awesome. Uh, to this podcast, this ex girlfriend of mine that I dated in culinary school, we we go for just a short minute. We dated, and honestly, she's always really cool. It was just you know two different types of people, and uh, but she reached out, and so I, that's a, kind of been a nice little side effect of just the people who I haven't talked to in a long time and make re kind of reconnecting just seeing how they're doing. Cause you know me, I'm a social butterfly. So the more people I can engage with the better. Well, plus you're a natural born storyteller. Like everybody in your family loves your stories. Heather constantly asks you to tell your stories and your mom just laughs and laughs and laughs when you tell stories. So you just, you're good at performing. Well, I, I guess I appreciate that, but also like, I don't see it. Like I always like, oh, people must think I'm the biggest moron ever born. Sometimes it depends on the day. <laughs> All right. So I'm ready to jump into this week. What do you got for me? <laughs> well, like we heard from Kyle's amazing intro, uh, we are going to be talking about your adolescence. So you and I've kind of been talking and we decided we wanted to break it down a little more. Um, and Personally, I'm excited to kind of let you tell your story and, um, yeah, just in a little more detail. So we're going to break it down a little bit, and right now we're going to focus on your adolescence. Now, real quick, I think we need to thank Southwest for this <laughs> for these ideas because we were on our way to Utah, which ended up not going quite as planned, but we were on our way to Utah for Christmas, and we just I just had this flurry of thoughts, and then we were kind of uh, – working this out on the plane i thought you know high five southwest again if you're out there southwest but also like what years are your adolescence because is that like you're 13 to 18 is that like teen years yeah i'd say kind of early like early pre-teen to early teens maybe once you get towards like 17 18 you're leaning towards adulthood all right I think. so i'd say probably focus on like 
junior high, high school. So right now, Trevor, I'm thinking of you, like you're technically in the end of your adolescence, right? Going into young adulthood. Kaylee's an adult, so she's been through this. So I'm interested to hear some of these stories from them because we know, like, at least for Trevor, you never tell us anything. So I'm hoping when you're, like, older, some of these kind of cool stories come out or I get to learn a little bit about how you were uh, when you are in these ages. But go ahead, honey. I'm sorry. No, you're good. So my first question for you is, you know, what were you like? What was your demeanor like? Were you confident or were you more fearful? Full of fear. I fake confidence to this day. Like, I present confident. But I'm always terrified that I'm not doing whatever I should be doing to fit in. So I feel I feel it's funny you say I'm great at performing because some some part of me feels like I'm always on some level performing. Yeah. Like I feel like for whatever reason, for me to be successful in life, a lot of times that I have to be whatever the people I'm hanging around that moment need me to be. That's fair. Yeah, you do kind of put up a front sometimes. Oh yeah. For sure. And I don't love it, but I just, I don't know. I think it was just built in from really wanting friends as a kid and not sure, honestly, not sure where I fit in, but kind of realizing as I'm older now that I was in the perfect spot that I didn't have like a, a cookie cutter slot. You know, I didn't have a little slot on the table. It was, uh, I could be friends with anybody and I still can. And where I thought as a kid and I used that as a kid, we're like, Oh, well I have to pretend to be this all the time when I'm with these people. I'm finding that I actually didn't have to be that. I could have been uh dissented a little more, right. On the things I didn't agree with. And uh, I probably would have been better off and actually had more quote unquote real friends. But because I did that for so long that, I mean, we both know like my true friends I have like are a handful was there ever a time that you remember being like tempted to do something that you knew was wrong again, just to fit in to me, it always goes back to just being a, like in junior high where it was, I'm going to be shitty to somebody or I'm going to talk shit about somebody. Uh, the puppies want to be part of the party. It sounds like they're very excited. Yeah. But I will hear Snickers coming by the way to uh, stop any fun that might be being had. So thank you for that, Snickers. But no, getting back to that, like, for me, it was probably just being shitty to people. Really, I had no desire to be shitty to them, making fun of them, calling them names, telling stupid jokes about them. Because in a particular situation, I was I wanted to make sure that group of people I was hanging out with wanted, like, would still let me hang out with them. So like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is such a, you know, words that we probably can't use to this day. So we were talking about that to get off there for Trev gave us a call. Uh, but we, we were, I was talking about things I would, you know, that would you said things that. Things that you knew were wrong, that you yeah. to fit in. And really it was just about re- like, here's the, deal. I, I lied a lot. Like, because I wanted to be, I remember like I used to tell people I was getting a new car. Well, part of this is cause junior said I was getting a new car, but I took it like to the, like, I just wouldn't let it go. Even when I finally knew, Cause I thought, oh, people only want to hang around me if they think I'm gay. No one gave a fuck. Like, yeah. like I can still remember people like Matt. We don't. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> but like, I just wanted to be important. Uh, so I did a lot of that kind of stuff. A lot of stupid white lies or like think, oh, I did this, I did that. Just dumb shit. Um, to try to fit in, and it sucks because like the little, like I said, the core group of friends I had, like that I played sports with all the time, 
you know, I think of the Butlers and the Bumbleos and the, of the world, like uh, Nikki. Like, those people could give two shits. Like, I your, just, your they love me for me. Status. Yeah, yeah. They don't care. But for me, it's, I've always liked being loved by everybody. And I know that is literally impossible, but I'm never going to stop trying. It's an ego thing, a narcissist thing, whatever. I'm always going to try to be loved by everybody. Building bridges. Build, All always building bridges, Kim. So how did you handle competition? Did you say you played sports a lot as a kid? Yeah, football, wrestling. Wrestling might have been one of the funnest things I did. And the only reason I ever wrestled is because I couldn't make the basketball team. But that year of wrestling was one of the funnest things I've ever done. Um, Except for the sling it. Singlet? Singlet, yeah. Not really the hottest look no. when you're young trying to get a little, you know, get your love started. Uh, not the hottest look, but... No, I am ultra competitive. I mean, hell, did you see me at Christmas trying to play shuffleboard with your sister? I you were in the zone. And I bought shuffleboard because I'm good at it. So I'm like, I'll bring it home and dominate it at the house. Like, <laughs> I'm competitive as shit. I remember, and this isn't so much adolescence, but it takes me, I remember back in third grade, because they're in fourth grade. Uh, I remember the gym teacher. I can't remember his name, but the guy had a mustache. I mean, just looked like every gym teacher you could ever imagine from the 80s, right? Was this guy? He was cool as shit, but he was definitely like you knew he probably drove a Camaro or like a T top Thunderbird, right? And he really hated his life because he was a gym teacher, but he also kind of loved it because he could like go hook up with chicks in the summer. Jeez. This is, I remember, I don't, can't remember his name. I swear, just high vision this guy. Anyways, we had a volleyball tournament. Volleyball. I was going to say volleyball. I, I know. As soon as I said it, I was like, <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those storywood things I get shit on for. Uh, but no, so we had a volleyball tournament and we were playing for third place, Kim, right? Me and my like fourth, fifth grade, whatever it was class playing for third place. And you thought we were going to be in the Olympics. Like I remember yelling at people like you got to try harder. And just like, I mean, just being furious because I wanted to be able to block like, yeah, that's right. Third place bitches podium. Well, when Trevor used to play basketball, you would sit on the sideline and scream at the top of your lungs, ruthless aggression, Trevor. Yeah. Ruthless aggression. Yeah, I don't think he appreciated it as much as I thought he would. Nobody appreciated it <laughs> as much as you thought they did. I didn't care. I was, that's like one of the so, times I was so excited to be, uh, have a boy was the one season he played basketball. Yeah. But I also probably ruined basketball for him. Probably. But I, I will always have my picture, which I need to put up on the wall. Of Trav in his little uniform. And I have his jersey. I wanted to put his jersey in a shadow box. But I didn't feel like you were going to think that was the best plan. I think he would hate me. He might. But I would totally put it up in a shadow box and put it in the Browns room. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I don't know that I'd go that far, but it's cute. It's cute that you care. I love his face. Yeah. What was it like competing back then? Like... Did you ever run for office? Did you enter contests? Like any, I know you said you played sports. I mean, only contests. I'm sure I did just because I was competitive and I always wanted to win stuff. But I always definitely went in. Outside of sports, I always went into everything assuming I was going to lose. Like I just negative from the word go. Like I'm going to try, yeah. but I'm going to lose. But obviously you don't ever present that out to the world. But I definitely... 
Yeah, I don't think that's really changed much. I always still go into things like worst case. I'm always looking at what's the worst case scenario going to be. Uh, I never, I can't imagine the last time I went into something like, yeah, I'm going to dominate this. But uh, that's crazy because you seem so confident all the time. It, here's the thing. It's like, I feel like because there's part of me who that's the guy I want to be because part of me doesn't care, like win or lose. I love, I love competing. I love whether it's playing sports. Those are probably one of the things I miss doing the most for being fat is like just I miss playing sports. I miss playing basketball every day. I miss playing football in the side yard. Uh, I loved that stuff. That stuff was three on three baseball. We'd have like scores of like 80 to 65. Uh, I didn't care. I just all day. That's the little group I had. It's pretty much all we did every day. It was what sport are we going to play today? You know, it's wrestling, whatever it was. Every day was something fun. Uh, and I miss that. And I still, I'm still ultra competitive. Um, always have been, always will be. How did you stack up to the other kids your age? Like, were you bigger, smaller, taller? I was always a big kid. Like, I was I was never, I don't think I was ever fat until adulthood, but I was always thick guy. Yeah. Like, I always was the bigger guy, and that was the thing. I remember Butler one time, uh, he was staying up, we had, a, like, kind of a little sleepover at my house, and uh, it was him, uh, this guy, Danny Albright, and some other friends were all crashed in my house. I think Brandon was there. And Brandon Heyman. Yeah. And we, for whatever reason, we had to go to Butler's for something. We needed something we could get from Butler's. And we're like, oh, no big deal. Your parents are home. No one's there. We'll run down and get it. Come back up. Well, we go down, right? And there's this light on. Um, And I'm telling a real long story to get to a simple answer, but it's <laughs> such a good story. But I noticed that we noticed the lights on. So we're like, oh, shit. Butler's house is getting broken into. Right. And so we're sitting there like, oh, what are we going to do? Right. Because we're going to take out the robber. Well, these assholes are like, hey, Matt, you go in first because you're the biggest. And so you get the best opportunity to take a bullet, basically, is <laughs> kind of what I heard. I'm like, I guess you have the most like body for the bullet Patty. to go through. Yeah. That's terrible. So anyways, we end up the way I remember this story is we go up and we tell Junior and maybe my mom. And they call the cops, and they, the cops go in, and they walk in on John's mom and dad. So their car had broken down, and they were in there. They hadn't got the car home yet, but so they were home doing their yeah. thing. And we call the cops, and the cops. <laughs> so as you can imagine, Butler wasn't allowed to finish the sleepover. Rose was none too happy. It's a miracle she let him hang out with you. Yeah. No, I wouldn't know. Oh, I would have. But yeah, I've it, letting your kid be me be your kid's friend came with like me. Uh, you had to be patient. Yeah. Because I am a you handful. Still yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Still are. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you feel like you matured faster than your friends? Or? I wanted to. I always wanted for me it was about making money, you know, growing up not having a lot of money or at least not feeling like we had a lot of money always kind of feel like we're struggling always had you know the stuff we needed we always had but i always wanted more i mean hello meet me now yeah. right i like you like you always say like you my nice flashy. shiny things yes. yeah you love to be pretty. i do love to be pretty and i do love nice things and i get that from my grandma um grandma joanne right yeah my grandma joanne 
And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but uh, I'm sorry. What, what did you ask? Uh, do you feel like you matured more? Oh, yeah. So I think I try to mature more just in the sense of like I want to get a job. Like I remember helping. I couldn't wait. I helped my mom's uh, this guy that my mom knew through one of her gas stations that she worked at. I did a roost for him one summer. I was all about making money. Like that was my priority. Uh, even as I kind of, you know, got into young adulthood, like especially after Kaylee was born, probably before Kaylee was born was the time I was the most immature, like when it came to work. But the second Kaylee was born, especially when Debbie and I went our own ways, and I was like, well, I'm going to pay child support. And I just got this like this bug in me where I was like, yeah, I'll work 100 hours a week. I was all about money. And that, that definitely hurt me in the long run. I think a lot of negative things, like just even just in, I look at our relationship for a long time. Like for me, it was like I'm going to work and everything else is just side, yeah. you know, family, whatever. Like that all comes second. So I, I think I have matured, but not faster. I tried to like mature faster, but honestly, what I think it did is it slowed me down because instead of learning how to have personal relationships and understanding boundaries, which to this day, I don't understand boundaries. I struggle with them terribly. Your own or other people's? Uh, just the like societal boundaries. Oh, like, like things that make me uncomfortable that you don't even understand why it would make yeah. me awkward. Yeah, things like, like that. Like that. And also, like, I think of like, okay, think about Jessica, my therapist in Utah, right? Like, I, she's somebody I could totally hang out with. Like, not like romantically, nothing like that. But honestly, like, just to chill out and just hang out with and get yeah. to know, I could totally do that. But society says, because of her profession... Right. It's inappropriate. it's inappropriate. I don't get that. Like, I'm like, to me, I'm like, the world's so small. Right. Or at least our world is because the world's huge. But we make our world so small yeah. that you, you have such limited opportunities to meet people that you truly connect with on like a level that you're like, okay, we might not have the same education, but like, we get it. Like we get when we're having a conversation, we get where the other one's coming from. We just get it. And I really felt like, uh, like people like her, I would love to, you know, even there was a doctor at SLCC who she was really cool. Um, same thing. Like, I wish we could have hung out, but I feel like that's probably like some kind of inappropriate yeah. deal. And I'm like, I, I, those are definitely boundaries that I just, I struggle with. Cause I don't understand because to me, if I connect with somebody, I want I want to get to know them. I want to be in their life. I want to be in their circle. Yeah. And society goes, well, for this reason you can't, or for this reason you can't. And it sucks. Yeah. If you had met Jessica at a coffee shop, you could be friends. Yeah. But because of how you met. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it never has made sense to me uh, whatsoever. Um, and I, I, it's something I, I struggle with to this day, and I probably will because I just... Like you, know, like you said, there's things you'll bring up to me, like why it bothers you, and I respect like the reasons you give me, but like there's definitely parts of me in my head is like, but why? Like, so yeah, I just yeah, I we're very different in that regard. I have a hard time melding into society because I maybe it's oh, it's breakthrough. Oh, right here. breakthrough! Where, breakthrough! What's that? We need a little button that says, <laughs> but uh, no, maybe it's be. I don't know. 
I think it's maybe it's like something to do with my like problems with authority where like I don't like people setting rules. Like if I'm okay with it and whoever else is okay with it who's involved, it should just be okay. It should be okay. That that <laughs> is ideal, obviously, but yeah, that's not how things work. Oh, I know. And I know. and yeah. I struggle so bad because I'm like it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> uh, so getting back to your adolescence, when like when you were in your teenage years, what concerned you the most about your appearance? Well, <clears throat> I had some nose issues when I was real little. And so it gave me where my nose was like worse than it is now where it was like hard up and I have my scar, which you can't really see so much, but I can see it like it's yeah. like it's a big red stop sign. <laughs> So I have this big scar on my face. My nose, people called me pig nose. That was like the name they gave me. And so for me, that was always an issue because I felt like almost like today where I'm judged for my weight and anyone could tell me I'm not, I'll call you a fucking liar. People definitely judge me due to my weight. They make pre, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Pre, like they uh, pre... They assume they yeah, assume they assume yeah, they make assumptions that I'm you know lazy or that I don't have a good work ethic or whatever you want to do, but I'm not worth being around. At least that's how I feel. Yeah. I feel like really that's the same thing as when my nose when I was younger. With your nose, what was it? Impetigo is Impetigo, I think, but here's the deal, that's what they told my mom. And it's pretty intense. I remember I had to go to the hospital. I remember I literally remember like footing this little little text card down the hall. Weird shit I remember from when I was super young. But the doctor who did my second surgery in Utah did not agree with that. He thought it was something else, and I can't remember what it was. But either way, like my nose, there's no natural cartilage left in my nose. It's all, it's all rib cartilage now. Uh, it's been rebuilt a couple of times. Hopefully it won't need to rebuild again, especially with everything else we got going on. Uh, but, yeah. And so that really made me like killed my self confidence in my you know in those years where you're starting to like really think about meeting girls or whatever you know meeting a partner getting together with somebody so definitely my nose was the big one my weight I was never that's the thing is like when I was young I was always the bigger kid but I never felt fat I always did whatever I wanted sports and everything yeah. So I never felt out of shape. So my weight never even mentally bothered me with stuff like my nose or like if my hair was cut poorly, things like that. Makes sense. Yeah. Could you grow facial hair? Uh, you know, I didn't think it was cool back then. I probably would have never. I, I've now been you're shaving. So proud. Yeah. Now I love my beard, but I was probably I've been shaving probably since I was eleven or twelve, maybe thirteen, like pretty young. Um, but I never like the idea of getting like a beard was like, I'm not that dude. But now, like, since I've grown my beard, I almost think like one of the greatest things about ATI was not being able to have facial hair. Cause it was like, someone tell me you can't. Yeah. Cause remember the second that, yeah. remember the second I was like, I'm not shaving. <laughs> like this shit's coming in. We're going to. You and half the guys you work yeah, with. Yeah. And now we all, it's funny cause I run into them. They all got beards. Yep. Uh, but I love it now. Um, what? Types of clothes did you wear? I know you went through some phases. I remember oh there was my a God. cowboy phase in there somewhere. But when you were let's, like thinking of your adolescence, what was in style? So Jankos. Jankos. That was kind of something I got into through Butler. Butler was really into Jankos. 
So I kind of got into wearing the big pants with, you know, the big bell bottoms. I got into those. Not so much Jankos, but I was definitely into, like, bell bottoms. Butler was more the Jankos. Bell bottoms? Yeah. Wow. All right. I can't see that. Well, they're like, they were, they're the best way I, bell bottoms is the best way I could explain it. They were basically like Jankos, but they 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 weren't as as wide. Yeah. Jankos were intense. Yeah. Butler rocked those, and they were, I'm not going to lie, I had a couple of pair, but I, I've always been kind of a preppier guy. Like it goes back to you being pretty. You yeah, being pretty. I do love being pretty. I love being preppy, but also like I like having my own twist on it. I like having my own, you know, just my own sense of style. The Matt Pierce style, which is I look I look good in hats, you know. So I try to rock a hat, um, stuff like that. But Jenkos was big. Z Cavaricci was kind of like ending in my early adolescence. Um, but I had a bad experience with that because I wanted something so bad that I found a Z Cavarici shirt and lost and found in junior high. Right. And I was like, Oh, I lost and found someone lost it. I found it. But then I made the, the stupid mistake of, Oh, let's wear this to school. Cause that who's going to find out it was theirs. And then lo and behold, someone called me out. And it was one of like we'll call it the popular kids, and uh, it was it was embarrassing. Had to, yeah, it was just embarrassing. You don't have to say who it is, but do you remember that kid's name? Because stuff like that sticks with me. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't I do. That crazy, I do. All these years later, that stuff like that sticks with you. Oh, I think all those popular kids killed me because most of them I played baseball with. Right, I think of like my biggest nemesis, Jeff Level. Right, and he should have never been. I don't know why he's my biggest nemesis, but he was on this my first, my championship baseball team, the Hawks, uh, little league play, right? But we were we all were like on the same team, but for whatever reason, like after that, like it just we went completely separate social directions. Yeah, and and he just became my mortal enemy. That's one thing I'm trying to like. <laughs> It kind of instill in Trevor without being all doom and gloom is that you're not going to be friends with the people from high school forever. Like everybody thinks that they will be. And I know he'll have some long lasting relationships. Like his best friends are from Tooele. He hasn't lived there for what, five years now. Um, but you know, I just have tried to point out that like you, even the people that you were the closest with, you might go separate ways. Yeah. You know where I learned the biggest lesson about that? This guy, this guy I work with, uh, I know I've told you about him, that I love having conversations with. And I told him this, like, I because I hate losing those connections. Like, I want to have, like, I think my friend Amanda, people who I don't talk to so much anymore, but, like, I wish they were still very much in my life and very active in my life. And so the guy at work, he brought to my, the way he said it, I think was perfect, was just like, your past are going to vert, uh, why, right? You're not always going to, you're not, everybody is going to be on your path for your whole life. Matter of fact, that's going to be rare. And I can say that I have four or five people that have, that are on that, you know, who have been my friend for say 20 plus years. Um, and that was hard for me, but it made so much sense. We said the new people will come in and you just got to enjoy those moments, which I've, kind of been more open to even though we haven't really meant a lot of people here yet like 
I, I think he's right. Like you have to enjoy those moments that those people are in your life, value them, store those memories, but understand that things are going to happen. Like maybe they'll have kids way before you or way after you or yeah. a million different little things where you're just, you're going to lose connection or not be as close. You might not lose connection completely. Right. But we're not going to be as close. And that one's a hard for one for me because I am definitely someone who, once we make a connection, once we share a laugh, once we share a good memory, I want to keep that that level of relationship yeah. forever. And again, that's just not how the rest of the world works. Yeah. So I'm made to like, I have to like try to fit in. That's fair. Um, how did you style your hair back then? Oh, uh, so you honestly... So my adolescence was pretty straightforward, like not super spiky, honestly, like clean cut. Like I'm talking like, think of my grandpa, right? Had the side, had the part on the side, yeah, literally, literally how I had my hair, uh, all the way up till I was got at Parasons. Parasons was like my great awakening of like self, uh, self-awareness, self-awareness presenting the world here. Deals. This is who I am. Like me or hate me. Don't give a shit. And that's when I started like spiking my hair and just not giving a shit. So, but my adolescence again, because I was always trying to like fit in or like, oh, what are people going to like me if I have my this, that, or another thing? So it was pretty straightforward, pretty bland. Well, we touched on this a little bit, but what, like, how, uh, how much did you worry about being popular? Oh, uh, you had because you had some really great friends like Nikki and Butler from the get go. Um, but how much were you worried about being one of the popular kids? Oh, very, very much. But guess what? I never was. I always say I was more infamous than anything. Everybody knew who I was. Everybody knew me. Everyone probably for whatever reason had a bad taste in their mouth. Uh, because I always wanted to do shit to like, again, because I wanted to be popular. I wanted to be one of those, like, I wanted to be in a big circle of friends. I thought I had to do crazy shit. Or I had to do, like, things that would make people remember me. So I was, I did some real dumb shit, some random stuff. I'd get in trouble in class all the time. Uh, being popular was huge to me. Um, and obviously, as we talk now, and we talk about how I still have a hard time losing, like, those, like anybody who I've had a good time with. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, I just want to have, I always think, like, when I die... How many people are going to show up, right? And like, I think I don't think I'm alone, but I'm I'm also probably I don't have a problem voicing how I feel. Like, I want a hundred thousand people at my funeral. Like, I want like a DMX type thing where there's just thousands of bikes, you know, where my coffin's being taken down. There's just all these people. That's not going to be the case, and I'm okay with that. Kind of, I'm not okay with it. I've accepted that that's just how it's going to be. Um. Because I've just, I've worked so hard trying to put out an image that wasn't really me for a long time. Yeah. That it just, it really pushed people away. And it's funny because now that I simply am just me, I think I have a better. Are, you have a better what? Sorry. I just think people are more attracted to like, they might not like me, but at least I have, I know exactly how, like they're getting the real me. And the real me is difficult and different and complicated complicated and combative and yeah. So 
so in adolescence, a lot of your popularity is based on like your lunchroom status. Who did you sit with at lunch? So it was pretty much the sorry with people. Uh, so Nikki kind of, if I remember correctly, Nikki kind of sat with like the band people or like uh, the artsy people. And here's the deal. I've already had some people tell me some things I've said wrong, by the way. And I, this is good. We're going to bring that up probably next episode. We'll like go back over some of the things where Nikki's like, man, no, it's this. <laughs> she did verify it was Miss Grohl for the teacher, though. We were talking about favorite teachers. Yeah. I told you I thought Nikki was in that class. She did verify that. Uh, but I'm sorry. What was the question? This is what I do. I just go off of containers. Who did you sit with? Oh, oh, so here's what I remember. Brandon Heyman, a.k.a. Boner. Boner. Butler. Uh, and then just like uh, eclectic. Uh, at some point, obviously, especially in like high school, uh, Debbie was in there. Um. But, like, yeah, it was kind of, we'll just call it the Sorrywood crew, mostly for me. And uh, I kind of feel like maybe the, the I, I'll say I felt the poor crew. But, you know. All right, one more question. And I know you and I have talked about this, but I don't think we've touched on it on the podcast. What was something, uh, maybe we have, actually. What was something that was memorable about school school lunch? Oh, no, we've definitely talked about this, we but okay. we didn't talk about it on here. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's square fucking pizzas. Now, well, there's two things. There's, first off, square pizzas, which to this day, I will argue, might be the best pizza I've ever eaten. <laughs> I don't know. It was probably the grossest shit, like, made with, like, the cheapest, you know, products. But, Government cheese, oh, God. yeah. Friday, Friday pizza day at school. Always made sure to try to bring extra money. If I could get my hands on it for some square pizzas. But then also I loved, and it's literally stuck with me to this day. I love school no-bake cookies. They were the, I mean, they just made a mint every, just tits every single time. Perfect. And I remember, so they were like 10 cents a piece, right? So I remember young Matt one time. I'm pretty sure I got my ass beat for this pretty good. But one time I might have taken a 20 out of my mom's wallet. How young? paint a picture here dear because i really want to know so this was pre. we're going back so this is we're gonna go off this is off track a little bit because this was probably like this was probably oh was it barrett i think it was barrett so we'll say third grade okay okay uh but i took a 20 out of my mom's wallet i didn't realize like really how big a 20 was in comparison when i was trying to purchase (laughs) but uh I take a 20 out and I go and I'm like, holy shit. It was like, I'm going to buy, I'm going to be the fucking King Kong of, I'm buying, I'm buying the place out. I'm going to, I'm going to be the coolest dude in school. Next round's on me, motherfucker. Yeah. And that was it. I was like, oh, 10 cents a piece. I could buy 30,000 no bakes. Like I was (laughs) third grade. My math was not working good, but I remember they didn't let me buy no bakes. And I'm pretty sure they ratted me out, like called my mom and said, hey, he brought a 20 to school. Is this okay? And I'm pretty sure because $20 was probably a big deal to us at the time. Yeah. Pretty sure my mom was like, fuck no. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I could, I'm pretty sure I got my ass welded pretty good for that, for stealing money. But, man, I remember, like, I was like, I'm going to be the king of no-bakes. And, uh, yeah, 
no bakes and square pizza. And honestly, you know what I really liked? Same thing about like uh like work lunch. Same thing about in school, like it's amazing, like the we could have saved the world in those places. Work lunch, school lunch, cafeterias, because like I, I've worked in mostly like factories and stuff. And we get together at those lunches or at school lunches, and we all have different views. We all have different backgrounds. We all have different ways we see the world, but we always could come to a middle ground. And so, like, those places have always been huge for me. It was like, because I love to chat, as you could tell. Good, good conversation. That's your favorite. Yeah, I love a great conversation. Even if I don't always know what's, like, about the subject, I want to learn about it. So I'm going to ask a lot of questions. And, like, all those, that place was where it really started. It was young and, like, junior high, high school, lunchroom. If I wasn't playing basketball at lunch and we were actually eating, while we were actually eating, because we'd take the time to eat and then we'd go to play in the gym and play basketball. Uh, it was just, yeah, great place. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you have good memories of that. Um, I think we're about at time. Do you want to keep going or do you want uh, to call it for tonight? Well, you got one more over there? No, nah, nothing like related. So okay. So we kind of start a new topic. No, I think we'll go, we'll take that, we'll stick, the, will the next one still be an adolescence? Then we'll save that for next time. We'll be a two-episoder. Uh, Trevor, Kaylee, I just want to let you know that I love you, and I hope that you're listening to these and you're they're helpful and you're learning about me. Um, Kim, thank you for keep doing this. Always. Um, hopefully, I do want to get other people in here. Like I think we talked about this on Southwest having people for specific situations. So we're going to work on that. Uh, hopefully, next time we go up to Akron, I could re- record something with Nikki and Kyle. Uh, but yeah, until next time again. And if you guys, if there's anything you want to reach out, don't hesitate to reach out. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, at, at Twitter. I'm at not an analyst. Uh, you can find me on, just look me up on Facebook. Um, but if there's something I've said that is, I need to be, here's the deal, I'm old. If I need to be, and I got fog brain like a mother. So if I need to be corrected, reach out. And if you just want to reach out, cause we haven't talked in a long time, Please awesome, do that. Like I have, like I said, a couple of those people who rush and it just really fills my heart with happiness. And I love hearing from those people. So or send questions. Yeah. Totally send questions. Asking him whatever anybody wants to know. Yeah. If there's anything you want to know, that's a great, great. Thank you, honey. Uh, Pierce Matthew nine. So P I E R C E M A T H E W the number nine at gmail.com. Or again, send them on Facebook, Twitter. Questions. If there's something you want to know, that's what this is here for. This is my wide open, un, unfiltered life. You know, good, bad, and the ugly. So I'm definitely open. You know, I want Kaylee and Trevor to have these uh, memories and this information. So don't hesitate to ask. Until next time, Kim, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks, sweetheart. Thanks. How long was that? I don't know. We didn't start a timer, but it oh, felt shit. like we were getting long. Yeah. And the next thing goes into like stuff we've already talked about. So I think we'll need to like structure it better because the next sets of questions go really deep into who your friends were, which we've already talked about a lot. So I thought that some of those would be good for you to go over and maybe talk to Nikki first and kind of reminisce, and then you'll have some more stories that yeah. you can. I can't get it. Fuck. Oh, you're right. We're done now, son. We're We're done. It's one movie. One movie. You want to watch Spider-Man?